Well, bless the Lord. Well, bless the Lord. I'm not sure what we're waiting on, but it's amen. Amen. Yes, sir. Youth for Christ. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Good morning. The Lord is good. Amen. Amen. Happy resurrection morning to each of you. We thank God for another day's journey, and we especially thank God for this Easter morning. We're going to receive Youth for Christ this morning, who's going to present uh, the gospel through dance. And we thank God for these young ladies. Won't you bless the Lord for them as they worship the Lord in spirit and truth through liturgical dance. Where would I be if not for your grace? Carrying me in every season. Where would
Somebody bless the Lord this morning. Does anybody know it's because of his grace? I mean, really, the, the people who are aware that it's because of grace that you're here this morning. Grace woke us up this morning. Grace brought us here this morning. Grace, were it not for the God's grace, where would we be? And because of his grace, we are free to worship him, free to give him glory, free to give him honor, free to give him praise free to tell him thank you Jesus for another day's journey are there any grateful people in the house this morning don't fool me now are there any grateful people in the house this morning my 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 yeah sound like you have grateful amen <laughs> amen amen we're gonna get there before the day is over amen God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Can we praise God for our Youth for Christ dancers one more time? Thank God for them. Listen, it's good to see each of you, my father's children. This is the day that the Lord has made. We're rejoicing and we're glad in it. We're glad about every Sunday morning, yes, but we're particularly happy this morning because this is resurrection morning, the day that our Lord and Savior got up out of the grave, defeating death, defeating the grave itself and claiming all power in heaven and earth in his hands. If you're glad about it, why don't you just tell the Lord thank you this morning. If you're glad about you serving a living Savior and a risen Savior, a God who is not dead but who is alive and well, I wish you would make some Holy Ghost noise in this house this morning. I wish you would tell the Lord thank you this morning. I wish you would wake up and tell God, God, you're good and God, you're great. 
Oh, I'm going to keep pushing you until you come along with me. You might as well come along. If you're not up, why don't you tell your neighbor what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? This is God's day. This is God's house. This is God's time. And I'm just going to stand and give him glory. If you don't stand, I'll go if I have to go by myself. Hallelujah. Oh, bless his name. Why, why don't y'all help us this morning? Why don't you help us this morning? God bless you. God bless you. God bless you.
That's a good sin now. Let's give this choir another round of applause. They are happy to be able to do it. At this time, we'll have our corporate prayer from the pulpit, followed by our deacons to lead us further in our devotion service. Is it anybody else beside me that's glad? Is it anybody else in this house beside me that's glad that love kept him on the cross? Let us pray. Lord God, we thank you. Father, we thank you for you have blessed us to not just be in church again, but to be in church on an Easter morning. And for that, Lord, we are grateful. We know and we understand that there were many with us last year who are not with us today. And because of your grace and your mercy, you blessed us to be here. And we say thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you for already giving us your Holy Spirit. But not just the spirit that we have in this place, but Lord God, we thank you for every church door that's open in your holy and righteous name. We humbly ask now that you will continue to bless everything that we do here. Thank you now, Lord, for what we've seen and heard. And we ask that you will continue to give us the word as the pastor come. Let us not just be hearers, but Lord, let us be doers of your holy and righteous word. That when we leave this place, we will be better than we were before we came through those doors. Bless us now that we will be Christians seven days of the week. Not just on Easter Sunday, but every day of our lives. Bless us now, Lord. And we will forever give you the praise and the glory. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Deacons. Our scripture this morning. The first day of the week cometh Mary Magdalene early, when it was yet dark in the, unto the sepulchre, and seeth the stone taken away from the sepulchre. Then she runneth and come to Simon Peter, and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved, and said unto them, they have taken away the Lord out of the sepulchre, and we know not where they have laid him. Peter therefore went forth and the other disciple and came into the sepulchre. So they ran both together, and the other disciple did outrun Peter and came first to the sepulchre. And he stooping down and looking in, saw the linen clothes lying, yet went he not in. Then cometh Simon Peter following him and went into the sepulchre, and seeth the linen clothes lie and the napkin which was about his head, not lying with the linen clothes, but wrapped together in a place by itself. Then went, in and also, then went in also the other disciple, which came first to the sepulcher, and he saw and believed. John chapter 20, verses 1 through 8. May God have a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us bow for prayer, please. Almighty God, our Father, we come to you right now in the precious name of Jesus, thanking you again for this wonderful, this blessed day. We thank you, Father God, on this Resurrection Sunday that he got up, declaring all power in heaven and earth in his hand. And for that, we say thank you right now. We thank you for this opportunity for worship and service. 
We pray your continued blessings upon this body. We thank you right now for your call and anointed, your under-shepherd, to lead and guide us. We look forward now to the word, and we pray that it would pierce our hearts and bring about change in all that we do. We thank you for all that's been said here today, for all that we've done. We thank you for the fellowship of believers, unite us in purpose. May we look to the cross in all that we do. We ask a special blessing, Father, on those who are sick and bereaved and who, for those who don't know you in the pardon of their sin, we pray that they might come saying, what must I do? What can I do to be saved? But you told us in your word, if you would just confess with their mouth and believe in their heart, thou shalt be saved. And so for that, Lord, we just say thank you right now. We pray right now that your written word will continue to be a light unto our path in all that we do, order every step that we take. Guide us through the presence and power of your Holy Spirit. We give you praise in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Sponsor reading. All together. But that he loved us and his sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. One more time. But that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Amen. Good morning, church. Our congregational hymn, and this is not a solo, this is our congregational hymn, so I need everyone to join in and sing with us, Because He Lives.
take time to kind of serve as a reminder for those members of K and those unfamiliar with K to hear it, um, our church covenant. All right. Having been led as we believe by the spirit of God to receive the Lord Jesus Christ as our savior and on the profession of our faith, having been baptized in the name of the father and of the son and of the Holy ghost, we do now in the presence of God, angels and this assembly most solemnly and joyfully enter into covenant with one another as one body in Christ. We engage, therefore, by the aid of the Holy Spirit, to walk together in Christian love, to strive for the advancement of this church in knowledge, holiness, and comfort, to promote its prosperity and spirituality, to sustain its worship, ordinances, discipline, and doctrines, to contribute cheerfully and regularly to the support of the ministry, the expense of the church, the relief of the poor, and the spread of the gospel through all nations. We also engage to maintain family and secret devotions, to religiously educate our children, to seek the salvation of our kindred and acquaintances, to walk circumspectly in the world, to be just in our dealings, faithful in our engagements, and exemplary in our deportment. We avoid all tattling, backbiting, and excessive anger, to abstain from the the sale and use of intoxicating drink as a beverage, and to be zealous in our efforts to advance the kingdom of our Savior. We further engage to watch over one another in brotherly love, to remember each other in prayer, to aid each other in sickness and distress, to cultivate Christian sympathy and feeling and courtesy in speech, to be slow to take offense, but always ready for reconciliation, and mindful of the rules of our Savior to secure it without delay. We moreover engage that when we remove from this place, we will, as soon as possible, unite with some other church where we can carry out the spirit of this covenant and the principles of God's word. Thank you. thank our deacons for leading us in our devotion service. I don't know about you, but I think they did a wonderful job, and we thank God for them. Amen. Let's give our deacons, they are grown, but let's give them a round of applause. Amen. God bless you. This time now, we're going to pause in this spot just to take, uh, take up our benevolent offering. We ask that you prepare to give as you have been so blessed, and just remember one thing, you can't be God-given, so I don't care how much you give, he will give it back to you. Amen. The choir is going to come and sing. And, of course, the, our deacon is going to prepare for our benevolent offer. We're going to ask you to prepare to give as you have been so blessed again.
pray. Most gracious Father, we come this morning. We come to you, Father, with bowed heads and humbled hearts. We come to you with bowed heads, Lord, and humbled hearts because we know that our presence here today is only because of your grace and mercy. You gave us the opportunity to wake up this morning. You didn't have to. You gave us the opportunity and the energy to dress ourselves. You didn't have to do that either, Lord. So, Father, we just want to say thank you, Master, for this day, for this time that you allowed us to come where we can lift your holy name. Now, Master, for this offering, we ask that it, you would accept it in the name of thy Son, Jesus, in whose name I pray. Amen. Just one note I have here, the children's church is currently being held in the back from ages 5, 12. Please take the opportunity to provide enriched spiritual education that is for our children. All ages between 5 and 12 are asked to, be, to take advantage of that situation. Amen. We're going to share just a few. Um, ask that you just hear just a few of the information we're going to be giving you. Thank you, K Chapel family, for your thoughtful and meaningful words, phone calls, cards, and flowers. Special thanks to those doing the planning. You really have made a difference. Your acts of kindness and thoroughness was much appreciated. We also ask that you please don't forget to pray for our sick and shut in. I know that you might not know who they are, but we ask that all pray for all of our sick and shut in members. Also pray for uh, Brother Gross, I know that we all know him. He's, he's, if he was back there, you would know it. Also, ask you to pray for Mr. Luster. Most of you probably know that he lost a loved one. And also, the Thornton family uh, also uh, lost, and I know they would enjoy your prayers. And Brother Kenny Williams, I learned just today that he's in St. Donald's Hospital as we speak. So I ask you to please pray for him. Also, ask you to please pray for Sister Elithi Lewis, she is in um, a nursery and asks for the prayers of the church. I believe these are the announcements we have. Media, you want to go ahead and share? Good morning, Cade Chapel, and happy Resurrection Sunday. Registration for Camp Cade is now open. Join us from June the 3rd through the 7th from 7.30 a.m. to 1 p.m. to experience the ultimate Wild West adventure. The camp costs only $60 per person, and includes breakfast and lunch each day. Registration booths will be open in the Yale Fellowship Hall each Sunday after the 8 a.m. until May the 26th. Be sure to register soon. Attention all Sunday school class leaders. The K Chapel Outreach Team needs your monthly outreach project report. Reports are due the second Sunday of each month. Please be sure to return yours to any member of Seacourt by April the 28th. All members are encouraged to attend the business meeting this Thursday, April the 25th at 6 p.m. here in the sanctuary. Senior Miss Cade Chapel Kenya Johnson and Junior Miss Cade Chapel Tristan Ballou will represent Cade at the Jackson District Miss Rose and Princess Pageant on Sunday, April the 28th at 4 p.m. at the New Mount Zion Church. Let's begin praying for them as they prepare to represent Cade Chapel. You may also support them with your presence and your financial support is welcome. The Youth Council will sponsor an Easter egg hunt today following the 11 o'clock worship service for children ages 5 through 12. Youth Weekend 2019 will be held on June the 1st and the 2nd. On Saturday, June the 1st, all interested youth of K Chapel 
will travel to Grand Paradise Water Park in Collins, Mississippi for a day of fun and fellowship. The annual Youth Day program will be held on Sunday, June the 2nd. Youth Day t-shirts will be worn for the program. Parents must complete permission forms for each youth traveling to the water park. Ages 7 and under must be accompanied by one parent. Parents are asked to sign up for the water park trip and order a Youth Day t-shirt in the Old Fellowship Hall after the 8 and the 11 o'clock worship service each Sunday during the month of April. The firm deadline to sign up for the water park trip and to purchase Youth Day t-shirts is Sunday, April the 28th. Seacourt would like to thank you for the hotel toiletries. Keep them coming. Upon request, they are available to church ministries that distribute personal items as part of outreach. Seacourt request forms are available in the copy room. The Mississippi Valley State University Choir will be in concert here at Cade on Sunday, April the 24th at 4 p.m. Scholarships will be made available that day as well. For more information, please see Sister Mary Crump, our brother Ricky Thigpen. If you're looking for a place to get connected and to serve, be sure to drop by the Ministry Expo next Sunday, April the 28th from 9.45 a.m. to 10.45 a.m. in the Family Life Gym. Ministry leaders and representatives will be on hand to tell you all about their ministries and give you the opportunity to sign up. Youth for Christ Performing Arts Ministry would like to thank you for your support of their community service project as they collected items for local shelters and for your presence at the extravaganza on last Sunday. Thank you for your continuous support of this ministry. Save the date for Vacation Bible School 2019 STU Super Training University with Jesus, June the 10th through the 13th from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. More information coming soon. Children ages 5 through 12 are welcome to join us in Children's Church every second and third Sunday at 11 a.m. Children's Church is a place where they can worship, learn, and grow in God's words in their own environment, and we look forward to seeing them there. And please be sure to check your bulletins and the bulletin boards for additional announcements and upcoming community events. And to share your ministry news with the K-Chapel family, just send an email to kchapelannouncements at yahoo.com or you can go to the Submit Info tab on the K-Chapel app. But be sure to get your announcements in by noon on Tuesday of each week. Amen. God bless you. We do have some that's ready for the right hand of fellowship, and I think that's absolutely wonderful. And just after that, we're going to recognize our visitors. But Kesson Hall, where are you? Come on down. Sandra Frazier, where are you? Come on down. Amen. God bless you. At this time, while they're coming, we're going to ask that we just pause, and we're going to ask all of our visitors, if you're not yet a member of this congregation, we're going to ask you to please stand. Let us thank you for coming and invite you back. All visitors, please stand up. Stand up, visitors. Amen. God bless you. We want you to know that you are welcome, and we're going to prove that right now.
spirit to be wonderful as the Lord has blessed. This is our final offering for the morning. Again, don't forget that you can't be God-given. Amen. The more you give, the more he gives to you. We're going to ask that you prepare now. We're going to have some words from the pulpit. Our ushers will prepare to help you and so will the deacons to get whatever it is that you have for the Lord. Amen. But this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly, and he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Every man according as he purposeth in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of, not of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver, and God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that ye always have an all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good works. May God add the blessing to the hearers and the doers of his holy and inspired words. Quiet, ushers.
wish. At this time, I would just want to say to, we, we are just, members, we, we have so much to be thankful for. We have the best pastor you'll find in any place, and we thank God for him. And there were some things that happened this past week. The musician, Carol, and those that accompanied the pastor down there did such a wonderful job. Just I was just so happy. We thank God for them. That was Carol, Maurice Kent, and and, and I know there are others, but, and I know there was members there too, but I, I think it's just necessary that we just say that as a family and try to encourage each other, amen? And if we do that, it's going to get better and better and better. So we're going to ask that you continue to pray and just be thankful that God has given us what he's given us already, amen? This time now, we're going to pause and get basically what we came here for. And that's the word, amen. So we ask that you just begin to pray and ask God to fix you to be receptive of whatever is coming, amen. So we're going to ask that the choir come with the final selection for the morning. And after that, we'll be ready for the word.
his name this morning. He lives and he lives forever and ever. We serve a risen and a living Savior. Now they ask the question, how do you know he's alive? Because every now and then I feel him in my heart. How do you know he's alive? Because when I look outside, I see the evidence of a living Lord. 
How do you know he's alive? Because he woke me up this morning. He started me on my way. Were it not for his grace, where would we be? Thank you, choir. Thank you to all of these voices for blessing us with the gift of music and the gift of your ministry through song. These musicians who work so diligently to make sure this happens each and every Sunday. We thank God for all of you and your heart for service. I want to invite your attention to the book, The Gospel According to St. John, John chapter number 20. And while you're finding that, as has been stated by our Minister of Music, Brother Thickpin, let me just reiterate my gratitude and appreciation to these choirs, uh, the Fellowship Choir who joined me on Tuesday night, and I believe it was this choir who was on Friday night, uh, combination of voices and uh, we know we had you working triple duty this past week with our passion week services but we thank God that you not only you but all of our members as well were able to share with us and all of our sister churches throughout this week what a wonderful time we had in fellowship and we thank God that he saw fit to get us through the storm amen some did not make it this week without having lost their lives. But we are here. And for that, we ought to give him praise. John chapter 20, beginning with verse 1, these words are recorded. First day of the week cometh Mary Magdalene early, when it was yet dark, unto the sepulcher. Seeth the stone taken away from the sepulcher. Then she runneth and cometh to Simon Peter and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved and saith unto them, they have taken away the Lord out of the sepulcher and we know not where they have laid him. Peter therefore went forth and that other disciple and came to the sepulcher and so they ran both together and the other disciple did outrun Peter and came first to the sepulcher and he stooping down and looking in saw the linen clothes lying yet went he not in. Then cometh Simon Peter following him and went into the sepulcher and seeth the linen clothes lie and the napkin that was about his head, not lying with the linen clothes, but wrapped together in a place by itself. Then went in also that other disciple which came first to the sepulcher and he saw and believed. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to invite you this morning, come with me and step into the story. Step into the story. The event that calls us to gather together this morning is one that we either believe or it's one that we know so very well or it's one that we at least have heard of often. 
The event we celebrate today, this choir just sang, He Lives. He lives because the evidence is that he rose from the dead. And so this event, the resurrection, and the events surrounding the resurrection are not unfamiliar to us. Choir began today by talking about it wasn't the nails that held him to the cross. That was Friday, for he was crucified. They buried him Friday night, and he stayed in the grave Saturday, and Sunday morning he rose. We know the story. It's not unfamiliar to us. We've either seen it depicted in film or on stage. We have heard children give their Easter speeches while dressed in their Sunday's finest, and so believer or not, wherever you are on the continuum, we know something about this story. But I want to invite you this morning to do more than just know the story. I want to invite you to do more than to have just seen it on stage or, or on cinema. I want to invite you to do more than just revisit it and review it because it's Easter, but this morning I want to ask you to step into this story. Enter into it. Put yourself in this text and become a part of this story. Because I'm convinced that when it comes to this story or when it comes to faith in general or when it comes to matters of the church or when it comes to believing that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, there are a lot of us who are like John and Mary in this text who stood on the outside of the tomb while yet looking in. The truth be told, some of you here this morning who have for some time remained on the outskirts of a true relationship with God through Jesus Christ. And you're on the outside looking in. You're at the edge of real commitment, just at the threshold of being a believer, just on the line of accepting Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior in your heart. You're just at the periphery of making a commitment, and you have become somewhat content with just remaining on the outside looking in. On the outside looking in, trying to investigate matters of faith. On the outside looking in as a critic and a cynic of the church. On the outside looking in with questions that have never been sufficiently answered. On the outside looking in at what you have deemed as hypocritical church folk. On the outside looking in at everything that's wrong with religion, everything that's backwards with the church, everything that's problematic with you. You're just on the outside. Looking at because because if truth be told, staying on the outside is is safe. It's safer on the outside because you don't have to make any real commitments. It's safer on the outside because you can talk about those people without being a part of it. 
It's safer on the outside because you, you, you don't have any, any part or, or any responsibility in, in what the church is doing. And so it's actually a bit more comfortable to just stay on the outside looking in and talking about the church. But I want to invite you this morning to take a few steps and step into this text into this story rather than just hearing speeches again rather than being caught up in the oratory of the preacher or the sound of the music I invite you this morning to step into this story to lean into this moment of the miraculous to walk into the coolness of the empty tomb and witness the warmth of our living Savior's heart for humanity for when you dare to do this when you dare to take a few steps into this story, there are three things you're going to discover. Number one, you're going to discover that grace really is amazing. That's the first thing you're going to see in this text. When you step into this text, you will discover that grace really is amazing. Now, I hear you saying already, preacher, why in the world are you talking about grace? This is Easter morning, and everybody knows that he got up out of the grave. This is the morning you ought to be talking about victory and, and power and, and, and might and, and the fact that, that death has no sting and the grave has no victory. Why in the world would you start out your sermon talking about grace? Why did these children start dancing about where would I be if it were not for your grace? I'll tell you why we start out with grace. Because this text begins with Mary running and telling Peter and John about the stone being rolled away. And that by itself, the fact that Peter is included is a demonstration of God's grace. I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you. The fact, the fact that Peter was included in this announcement is evidence of God's grace. Why? Because remember, it was Peter who just a few days earlier denied ever even knowing the man. Peter, it's the same Peter who denied before the cock crude. He said, I don't know the man, and he did it three times. And even when Jesus had prior to this ha happening said to him, Peter, I know what you're going to do, and, and you're going to deny knowing me. Peter said, no, not me, Lord. I'll never deny you. I'll go to prison, and I'll go to death before I deny you. And Peter did the very thing that he said he never would do. Oh, don't be mad with Peter because some of us have done the same thing that Peter has. Don't, don't Peter hate you, you. You know that you've done the same thing and you can identify. Some of us have said we weren't going to do something or said we would do something and we ended up not doing or doing the very thing that we said. Y'all looking at me like I ain't talking English. All of us have messed up. Is there anybody who's, who's not too holy and will admit that you said some things that you fell back on? You, you meant to do what you said you were going to do, but you didn't come through the way you said you would? Oh, some of y'all lying good on Easter morning. Some of y'all ought to be more hands than that. I mean, you didn't mean not to keep your word. You wanted to keep your word, but it didn't work out the way you hoped. Help me, somebody. Yeah, and, and that's where Peter is. Peter is in the place where he has done the very thing he said he would never do. How many of us have ever prayed to the Lord and said, Lord, if you do this for me, I'll never 
Lord, if you get me out of this situation, I'll, I'll never put myself in that situation again. God, if you just help me this time, you won't have to help me again. And he still had to bail you out again. And do I have two or three witnesses in here? He had to bail you out again and again and again. That's where Peter is in this text. But Peter is not by himself because if you're honest, we're in this text. Because we are the recipients of God's grace. Grace is but giving us another chance to get it right. Grace is saying, I know you've fallen down, but I'm not going to give up on you. Grace is saying that I've got a future in store for you. And even though you messed up, don't let your past determine your future. And thank God for his grace. Grace. So this story is not just about resurrection, but it is also about redemption. Redemption for those who have messed up. Redemption for those who have failed to keep their word. Redemption for men who have failed in their commitments. Redemption for women who have made a mess of their lives. Redemption for children who have gone astray and need to return to their home training. Redemption. Step into this story and you will see that the Lord is a God who gives us another chance. Hmm. Maybe you never needed another chance. I guess this is just, this is just my sermon here. Thank you, God, for giving me another chance. Thank you, God, for not giving up on me when I blew it, when, when I messed up, when I acted like I didn't know you. And Thank you, God. So this is the first thing that we discover then. We discover... We discover that grace really is amazing. But secondly, secondly, when you step into this story, you will discover that there are details that make a difference. There are details that make a difference. The text says, stay with me, the text says that John got there. But he stayed outside. And when he got to the tomb, he didn't go in, but he stooped down. He wouldn't go in. He stooped down, looked in to see what was going on. He stayed on the outside, and from the outside, he could see that there were grave clothes, linens, that were laying on the ground. That's what John could make out from the outside looking in. But when Peter got there, Peter decided to go on in. And when Peter went in, he not only saw the grave clothes that John saw, but the text says in verse 7 that he also saw the napkin that had been on Jesus' face. And that unlike the grave clothes that were laying on the ground, that the napkin had been folded. And it was laying off to the side by itself. 
What are you saying? I'm saying, I'm saying that once you're on the inside, you can see some details that you can't see on the outside. I wish y'all would come on and go with me. As long as you stay on the outside, you, you can see some general things, but only when you get on the inside can you see some details. And I need to tell you, details can make a difference. Details can make a difference. What do you mean, preacher? I'm saying the reality is that people oftentimes try to make conclusions and determinations about things from a distance without getting too close. You know how it is when, when you see somebody from a distance, they, they look one kind of way, and then the closer you get, y'all ain't talking to me in here. You start to see things that you couldn't see. Oh, I didn't know you had that scar there. I didn't know you had a mole over here. I didn't know, I didn't know you had them wrinkles right there. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. You, you can't see it from a distance, but the closer you get, wish I had a witness in here. And, and, and Peter got close enough that he could see what was going on on the inside. And I'm saying this because there are a lot of us who are making determinations about things, about the church and about faith and about people in the church, but we're doing it from a distance. And we have not allowed ourselves to get close enough to the thing or close enough to the people or close enough to the faith or close enough to our Savior to really know him and them intimately. And so some of us have decided, ain't none to these church folk. they just hypocrites. Because you see us in our inconsistencies. And let's be honest. People in the church are oftentimes inconsistent in our behavior. That's just the truth of the matter. Yes. Let me put it out here. Some church folk go to the club. Lord have mercy. Don't worry, I ain't going to point you out. They got so quiet, they said, Lord, I didn't know he knew. I'm not going to point you out, but you should say amen before I try to. Amen. Amen, and I keep on preaching. <laughs> Amen. They're, they're church for, listen, all I'm saying is there are people in this church, in every church, who are at different points in their faith journey. And the church, watch this, is not made up of people who are already perfect. The church is made up of people who are on their way to being perfected, which means that as long as we are along the way, you're going to see some inconsistencies in our behavior. What are you saying, preacher? I'm saying sometimes some church folk are going to let you down by how they act, by how they sound, by how they responded, by where you saw them, by what they did, by what they did not do. Why? Because none of us is perfect yet. God is not through with any of us yet. We are clay on the potter's wheel and he is still shaping us and molding us and making us into the person he has called us to be. 
So when you see a Christian who has failed in his or her walk, watch this. Don't, don't, don't charge the church as being a failure and the church as being hypocritical. No, this is where we come to work these things out. On our way to being perfected, we're going to mess up. On our way to becoming righteous, we're going to mess up. On our way to being more Christ-like, we're going to mess up. And until we get there, we operate in forgiveness and grace. My God, my God. Why, why are you saying this, preacher? Because I don't want anyone, I don't want anyone to give up on a relationship with Christ and being a part of a church because you saw failure in people. I don't want you to throw away your intimacy with God through Jesus Christ because you saw a preacher mess up. You saw a deacon mess up. You heard a mother using language that was rough. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. No, no, no. We are still people who God is still working on and working some stuff out of. And until he's through with us. So watch this. What are you saying, preacher? I'm saying step into the story. Step into this and you will, ref you will see. Watch this. Watch this. You will see the full picture. Because while there are people who are still messing up every day, there are some people who don't mess up nearly as often. Amen, church. Yes, there are people who have committed adultery in the church, but there are also people who have kept their vows in the church. So don't get caught up just in the failures. If you're going to talk about the church, let's look at the whole picture. Yeah, yes, there are folk who still go to the club, but there are other folk who every time the church doors are open, they are here. The first one's here and the last one's to go. If you're going to talk about the church, let's talk about the whole story. Don't give up on the church. And don't give up on your relationship with Christ because of the failures of others. Peter went to the tomb and saw not only what John saw, but he saw the details. He saw the complete picture. And I don't know what you've been grappling with, what you've been dealing with, what questions you've had unanswered. Perhaps even, perhaps even, I don't know who this is for, perhaps even you've had some church hurt. You've been hurt in the church and you've been hurt by the church. Because yes, that happens too. And that's left you in a place where you've been skeptical and cynical and, and hesitant about ever stepping foot in a church again. And, and for some reason, for some, for some reason, you're here this morning. And for some reason, I'm on your street right now. And listen, that's not by coincidence. Because, because you could have gone to any other church and right about now the preacher would have been saying, Early! 
So it's not by coincidence. God made sure that you came here with what you have so that you would know that it's time for you to step into your story. And don't let the questions that you have unanswered keep you from being a part of the church. Don't let the hurt that is unresolved keep you from growing in your relationship with God through Christ and through the fellowship of brothers and sisters. No, no. There's a bigger picture of the church and of faith than just the failures. Number three, and I'm through. Number three. When you step into this story, the third thing you will discover is the presence and the power of the resurrected Christ. The presence and the power of the resurrected Christ. Now listen, I know you read the story a thousand times. You've heard it a hundred times. You watch the Easter plays and, and you watch the passion of the Christ. You, you've seen it. We know it. You know the story, but I have to ask you, do you know the Savior? I know you know the story. Do you know the Savior of the story? I know, I know, I know, I know you know the story, but do you know the Jesus of the story? Do you know the Lord? Do you know this King of Kings? Do you know him? Do you know the Christ? Or is he still just a character in the story? The story we know. But redemption, for many of us, is still just a big word that doesn't mean much to us. But when you step into this story, you will finally experience, as does John by the end of this text where it says, and he believed. Now here it is. Here it is. I'm going to paint it one more time and I'm through. John gets to the tomb first. He outruns Peter. He's faster than Peter. At least John says so in his own gospel. Sometimes you have to wonder about that. But John says he outran Peter. He got there and he stood there. Peter gets there, finally catches up to John, and instead of standing there, he goes in. Which says to me, which says to me, all of us are running different races. I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say it this way. Don't get caught up in who gets there first. Don't get frustrated if somebody's running faster than you. Because it doesn't matter when you get there. What really matters is what you do when you get there. It, it, it really doesn't matter how fast you go. It, it's really what you do when you're in the presence of the Lord. Here, Peter finally catches up and he goes in. We were, we were in a race yesterday, y'all, and, and we had the 5K downtown, the Nate Ruffin 5K, and, and, and we had runners and walkers who were running and walking the 5K. And, and, and the man got on the megaphone and said, runners, take your mark. And everybody got to the starting line, and, and the gun went off, pow, and the runners took off. And the walkers watched the runners take off. I was with the walkers, y'all. I saw the runners take off. I knew that I would not be running 5K. So I stayed with the walkers. 
because that's my race. Wish I had a witness in here. And, 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 and here's the thing, here's the thing. I, we, we started walking, and, and, and about halfway through the race, I saw the runners had already made it to the end and were coming back. And we were still walking. The runners passed us coming back to the finish line, and we hadn't even made it to the turnaround yet. Runners finish. Walkers are finally coming in, straggling in, one after the other. But thanks be to God, one thing that I loved about this race is that every time we crossed the finish line, we heard a group of walkers cross the finish line, there was somebody at the finish line cheering for them. I don't know how y'all did that, but I appreciate that. There was somebody cheering for all the walkers. And so everybody who came in got a cheer. Now, 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 again, I was a walker. I had a walking partner, and we finished together. Now, when I got there, some got medals. Some got handshakes. But everybody got a banana. What are, you, what are you saying? I'm saying, listen, don't get caught up in who gets there first. Understand, if I get there, what am I going to do when I get there? Thank God that when I got there, there was a celebration. All I'm telling you is, is run your race and don't worry about how fast you get there, but make sure when you get there, you're willing to go on in. It would do you no good if you got to the finish line and you stopped right there. You need to cross over and get. All right, all right, all right. So here it is. John, John had been waiting there. Peter goes in, finally. John joins him, looks in, and sees and believes. I, I, I heard it. I heard it in between sermons, in between the services. A man said to me, Reverend, uh, uh, something I know about uh, uh, culinary and, and, and when you're at a table, um, when you finish a meal, uh, the protocol is that you tape your napkin and, and you, you, know, you just ball it up and put it in your plate. And that's a sign to your server that you're finished. Just take your napkin, ball it up, put it in the plate. And the server knows that you're finished. You don't have to ask no questions. They don't have to come by and say, can I take your plate? That's a sign that I'm finished. They say, but, but if you go into the restroom and you want to come back to your plate, what you do is you take your napkin and you fold it and you put it to the side. And when you fold your napkin and put it to the side, that's a sign to your server that you're coming back. Somebody got it. Somebody got it. Somebody. If you fold your napkin and put it to the side, that means you're coming back. John looked at it and said, wait a minute. I, I saw some clothes that were just laying there. But, but when I came in and finally investigated, I saw that there was a napkin that was on his head that was folded and put away by itself. And that tells me that he's coming back. He rose again, but he's coming back. He, he's coming back again.
thank God that we serve a Savior who got out of the grave. And one day, he's coming back. He's coming back. And I invite you, I invite you, who may not have given your life to Christ yet, I invite you who have yet to step into your own story so that he can create something new in you. Hold up, deacons, for just a moment. Don't bring the chairs just yet. I invite you, just a moment, to consider, consider where you are in, in your faith journey. Consider this moment. Consider the fact that you could have been at any other church on this day but for some reason God sent you here and for some reason some of the things that I've talked about today resonated directly with where you are you've had some questions about the church you've had some issues with the church and church people you've you haven't given up on God but church folk have made it hard But you're here this morning, and I need you, I need you, and God wants you to step into your future, to step into new life with Christ, to, to decide, you know what, the, the, the reasons that you've made up in the past for not coming to Christ, for not giving your life to Christ, the, the reasons that you made up for not being a member of a church, none of that matters right now. None of that is even good right now. Because God loves you. And it's time for you to tell him that you love him. Christ died for us. Are you ready to live for him? If you are, if you are, do me a favor. Deacons, deacons, just stand up here with me. Keep the chairs there for a moment. Deacons, stand up here with me. Ministers, you all come up here with me. If you all are ready, if there's someone here who's ready to make that commitment, who's ready to make that commitment, meet us up here. Meet us up here right now. Wherever you are, whoever you are, you're ready to step into your future. You're ready to step into what God has for you. You're ready to step into the new narrative that God wants to write in your heart that for some reason, there's been something holding you back and something that's not let you let go of the past or let go of the frustrations or the hurts or the, the issues that have just really held you back and held you down. I want to encourage you this morning. Step, Take a few steps of faith. Open your heart and say, Lord, you know what? No more excuses. I'm coming right now. If you're here this morning, Meet us here right now. Meet us here right now. Meet us here right now. Hallelujah. Amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost. Now I'm found blind. But now I'm seeing. If you've given your life to Christ already, but you have not joined a church, you've held off on church membership for some reason. That, that thing has, has been something you're not willing to commit to. You're not willing to lean into. I want to invite you right now, this morning, this morning, let us become your brothers and sisters in Christ. This morning, why don't you let me be your pastor? This morning, 
why don't you decide, I'm coming now. I'm stepping into my future. I'm stepping into what God has for me. I'm leaving the past behind because I see that God is a God of grace and he's given me another chance. And since he's given me this chance, I'm not going to blow it. I'm not going to waste it. I'm not going to hope for another Sunday to come. I'm going to get this business right today, right now. If you're here this morning, come and meet us here right now. I once was lost, but now I'm found. But now, hallelujah, now I'm found. I once was blind, but now, but now, but now I see, hallelujah. Come on and lift your voices and let's sing it like the church. Amazing grace, come on, sing it now. right now we come before your presence beseeching your power God you know Chris you know the cares of his heart you know Chris 
You know the concerns of his mind. You know Chris. For you made him fearfully and wonderfully in your image and after your likeness. So God, by your spirit, I pray now that you be with him. Hold him. Guide him and strengthen him. Oh God, direct his footsteps and let no weapon formed against him be able to prosper. Jesus, be a fence around him every day. In your son's name we pray. Now God, Open his eyes. Open his heart. Open his mind. And feel all of it with your presence, your power, and your spirit. We know you can do it. And we trust that you will. In Jesus' name, for his sake we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you. Go in peace. Amen. Listen, we want to remind you, parents, we have an Easter egg hunt that is planned for children ages 5 to 12. Is that right? Where's my youth leader? Youth director 5 to 12. So if you're 31, you can't come. What about 81? 81 can come? Okay. <laughs> All right. God bless you. God bless you. Easter egg hunt for ages 5 to 12. That's going to be just, uh, just in the back. Uh, of the uh, Family Life Center. And so if you have children with us, by all means, uh, won't you meet us uh, in the back lawn just at the close of benediction? I see you there. She's ready to hunt some Easter eggs. God bless you and God keep you is our prayer. We're standing then for the benediction. And now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit Rest, rule, and abide with each of you now, henceforth, and forevermore. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen and amen. God bless you. Happy Easter. Go in peace.